Welcome to the Formula Bone F1 Show's 2022 Dutch Grand Preview. I'm Jared Borislow, but you can call me J-Bone. Let's get into it, folks. J-Bone! Our first order of business today is getting to know the Dutch Grand Prix and its circuit, Circuit Zandvoort. The Dutch Grand Prix was first run as a Formula One World Championship event back in 1952, which was Formula One's third season. A fun fact about this race, the 1952 Dutch Grand Prix, is that the podium was comprised entirely of Ferraris. The field for this race contained 18 cars, and three Ferraris finished the race not only one, two, three on the podium, but also two laps ahead of the car that finished P4. I hope, for Ferrari and the Tifosi's sake, that this is a sign of things to come for them because they need something to cheer for right now. I think we can all agree on that. Here are three Dutch Grand Prix fun facts. Fact one, Max Verstappen is the first and only ever Dutch Formula One driver to win their home Grand Prix, which he did just this past season to much orange fanfare at Zandvoort. Fact two, the Dutch Grand Prix is one of the first 10 unique Formula One Grand Prix ever to be held. Behind only the British Grand Prix, Monaco Grand Prix, Indy 500, which to me is still crazy that that was in the first ever Formula One season. The Indy 500. Now, it actually wasn't run to Formula One regulations, uh, which is kind of interesting. Like literally there was a race in the first ever Formula One season not run to Formula One regulations but still included in the calendar as a world championship event. And I've said this in past podcasts, but the funny thing about the 1950 Indy 500 is that despite being included uh, in the Formula One World Championship that season, not a single European driver competed in it. Not a single one. Giuseppe Farina, who ended up winning the 1950 season, planned on it. His car wasn't shipped to the United States like it was supposed to be. He couldn't race. Crazy story, but getting back to what I was talking about, uh, the first 10 unique Grand Prix ever in Formula One's history were, I'll start over, the British Grand Prix, Monaco Grand Prix, Indy 500, Swiss Grand Prix, Belgian Grand Prix, French Grand Prix, Italian Grand Prix, German Grand Prix, Spanish Grand Prix, and of course, the Dutch Grand Prix. In fact, three this weekend marks the 32nd ever running of the Formula One Dutch Grand Prix. And interestingly, every single one of those runnings from 1952 through the present day has been at the same circuit, Circuit Zandvoort. The only Grand Prix that's been on the Formula One calendar longer without ever changing circuits is Monaco. So, hope you enjoyed those Dutch Grand Prix fun facts. Speaking of Circuit Zandvoort, let's move on to discussing the circuit itself. Circuit Zandvoort in Zandvoort, Netherlands is 4.259 kilometers or 2.65 miles in length, and the Dutch Grand Prix will be contested over the course of 72 laps around its 14 turns. Zandvoort translates from Dutch to English as Sandford, a reference to its location among the sand dunes of North Holland's North Sea coastline. Zandvoort is actually a very popular beach resort town in the Netherlands. The circuit itself 
snakes through and around Zandvoort's eponymous and famous sand dunes right near the sea, making it one of the most uniquely located and visually interesting circuits on the entire Formula One calendar. I love the shots from, you know, the helicopters, the drones, the blimps. I don't know if they use blimps in Formula One. We love blimps here for aerial coverage of sporting events in the U.S. Not sure if uh, that's caught on overseas yet, but love the uh, aerial coverage of the Dutch Grand Prix. It looks so cool. Now, another reason that Zandvoort is visually interesting is because of its many cambered corners. Of Zandvoort's 14 corners, 12 are not flat, and two of those 12 are banked. Turn 3, Hugenholtz, and turn 14, Ari Lewendijk Bocht. Now, these corners, Hugenholtz and Ari Lewendijk Bocht, represent two of the four steepest corners on the current Formula One calendar, with the other two being at Jeddah Corniche in Saudi Arabia and Yaz Marina in Abu Dhabi. Now, interestingly, all four of these corners just joined the F1 calendar last season in a sign that banking is definitely in the process of making a return to Formula One. And if you're not familiar, a banked corner is a corner that's at an angle, right? So instead of it being flat, the corner is sloped. So it, it really changes how you take the corner. It allows for a lot of different lines, uh, different lines you have to take, different lines you can take. A lot of the drivers, since these banked corners have been reintroduced, have been saying they really love it. So turn three, Hugenholtz has 19 degrees of banking, while turn 14, Ari Lewendijk Bocht has 18 degrees of banking. For reference, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's banked turns are less steep, featuring nine degrees of banking, while Daytona International Speedway's bank turns are more steep, featuring 31 degrees of banking. And then, of course, you have the granddaddy of them all, the banking at Evus in Germany, which hosted the 1959 Formula One German Grand Prix. This racetrack, which is not, not around anymore, it got dismantled, destroyed, lost to the sands of time. But, uh, yeah. It had a 43-degree banked corner known as the Wall of Death. It's a pretty scary nickname. If you're a driver going fast, hey, oh yeah, I'm going really fast, and now I'm approaching the Wall of Death. Probably makes you think twice about your career choices once you approach that corner. Here's a fun Zandvoort fact for all you fans of the American TV series The Bachelor. Zandvoort's final corner is named Ari Lewendijk Bocht after the famous Dutch driver Ari Lewendijk, known by his nickname the Flying Dutchman. Not to be confused with the legendary ghost ship of the same name, or the SpongeBob character of the same name, or the restaurant from The Simpsons named the Frying Dutchman. And Ari Lewendijk is the father of Ari Lewendijk Jr., duh, who was the bachelor on the show's 22nd season in 2018. Interesting fact. For tire compounds at the 2022 Dutch Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for the hardest compound range, the C1 hards, C2 mediums, and C3 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice, quote, the new car tire package should make overtaking easier this year. Zandvoort, proved to be a spectacular addition to the calendar last year, 
And the most challenging parts for tires are the banked turns 3 and 14, which are taken at high speed and place sustained combined forces on the car, downforce, as well as lateral demands. Along with the other overall demands of the circuit layout, this is why we have nominated the hardest three compounds in the range for only the fourth time in 2022 after Bahrain, Spain, and Great Britain. The new car tire package this season should make overtaking easier on a track where it was hard to pass last year. The majority of drivers stopped just once to maintain track position, but this time there could be more of a focus on the softer compounds, which might lead to more two-stoppers and drivers pushing even harder. End quote. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. More and more athletes, including Formula One drivers, are realizing that mental health is even more important than physical health and are speaking openly about how they're focusing on their mental health to improve their performance both on and off the field, racetrack, rink, you get it. But you don't have to be a professional athlete to want to always be at the top of your mental health game. Therapy is the best way to stay in peak mental shape and therapy is what you'll get with BetterHelp. I think everyone should try therapy because it's worked wonders for so many people in my life in terms of helping with anxiety, depression, stress, emotional healing, and more. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try to see if it works for you, BetterHelp is a phenomenal option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You don't even have to be on camera with your therapist if you don't want to be. BetterHelp quickly matches you with a licensed therapist after you fill out a brief survey, and you can easily switch therapists at any time for whatever reason. When you are ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com fbone today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com f-b-o-n-e. There's a link for that deal in the description of this episode. Next up, here are your storylines to follow for the 2022 Dutch Grand Prix. The first storyline, will Max Verstappen win his home Grand Prix and increase his winning streak to four straight Grand Prix in the process? Max is truly in a league of his own right now, winning the Hungarian Grand Prix from P10 on the starting grid and following that up by winning the Belgian Grand Prix from P14 on the starting grid. I have every reason to believe Max's hot streak will continue at his home Grand Prix, which he won last year and will be extremely motivated to win again because it's his home Grand Prix. What driver doesn't win their home Grand Prix? Now, the last driver to win four straight Grand Prix was Lewis Hamilton back in 2020 when he won five in a row. And with eight races remaining in the 2022 season, I honestly think that Max has a good shot this season at beating Sebastian Vettel's all-time F1 record of nine consecutive Grand Prix wins. Let's wait and see, folks. The second storyline, will Mercedes or Ferrari have a better Dutch Grand Prix? After watching George Russell gain on Carlos Sainz at the end of the Belgian Grand Prix, Mercedes consistently creeping closer and closer to Ferrari's point total in the World Constructors' Championship, and Ferrari repeatedly create new and exciting ways to ruin Charles Leclerc's life, I think it's only a matter of time before Mercedes announce themselves as the superior team for the 2022 season. I still think Mercedes finished this season ahead 
of uh, Ferrari in the World Constructors Championship. I think Mercedes are going to finish second right behind Red Bull. And while I do not think that Mercedes will jump ahead of Ferrari after this race, as there's still a pretty big 41-point deficit, I think the Belgian Grand Prix could mark the final race this season where Ferrari outscore Mercedes by double-digit points, and that the Dutch Grand Prix could be where we see Mercedes start to prove themselves as the superior team over Ferrari. Now, I know there's still a chance that Lewis has to take an engine penalty uh, at the Dutch Grand Prix because of that collision with Fernando. You know, that could impact things a little bit, but I'll be more watching how the best driver does for Mercedes versus how the best driver does for Ferrari. Kind of see how the rest of the season is going to shape up. You know? It's going to be an interesting one. I would love to know, do you think that Mercedes or Ferrari are going to finish second in the World Constructors Championship? Let me know in the YouTube comments of this episode. The final storyline, Formula One are testing out some interesting things at Zandvoort this week. Zandvoort's not known as a test circuit for F1 cars like Barcelona or Paul Ricard are, but there will be some very interesting testing going on at Zandvoort this week. First up, during FP1, the FIA will be testing lengthening the pit straight DRS activation zone at Zandvoort to include the banked turn 14 corner. Reportedly, the FIA considered doing this for last year's race, but decided to wait a year so they could look at data from an actual F1 race before making a decision. And after looking at last year's race data, they decided it was worth an FP1 experiment. The purpose of this will be to increase overtaking at Zandvoort by effectively lengthening the pit straight. This is made possible because the banking of turn 14 creates downforce that neutralizes the grip loss typically seen when taking a corner, so the result will be more full throttle DRS zone to work with and a wild ride for all drivers. Going DRS flap down around a banked corner full throttle has got to be just thrilling. I'm very excited to watch FP1 and see how this goes. Now, additionally, the FIA are also experimenting with fake gravel traps placed between actual gravel traps at Zandvoort and the Zandvoort track surface. These fake gravel traps will consist of gravel glued to the ground by way of a special resin. The purpose of these fake gravel traps will be to decrease the amount of gravel that gets on the track surface while still maintaining the integrity of the track limits that the gravel represents, because cutting a corner and riding atop the fake gravel trap will be detrimental to lap time, but also not kick a bunch of gravel onto the track surface that can mess with other drivers and, you know, can cause some red flags if uh, a driver happens to crash into a gravel trap, spill a bunch of that onto the track surface. Real quick, before we keep going... If you're enjoying the Formula Bone F1 show and want to help me keep growing the show as well as be notified whenever I release new Formula One content, I'd really, really appreciate it if you could take 10 seconds right now and subscribe to my YouTube channel, then ring that notification bell to turn on all Formula Bone notifications. I'm also trying to get 1,500 likes on this YouTube episode if you're able to help me out with that as well. Thank you all so much for the support. It means the world to me. J-Bone! Next up, I went three for three 
with my Belgian Grand Prix race predictions, and here are my eagerly awaited three Dutch Grand Prix bona fide race predictions that I'm also about to go three for three on. Bonafide prediction number one, Max Verstappen will win the Dutch Grand Prix. Max is unstoppable right now, and betting against him would be careless and dangerous behavior. When you're hot, you're hot, and Max is smockin', shouts the Trillballens. I think Max wins his home Grand Prix and fills the Netherlands with orange smoke for days to come. Bonafide prediction number two, Charles Leclerc will finish P2 at the Dutch Grand Prix. Through 14 races, Charles Leclerc has just five podium finishes to his name, and he has not finished on the podium in the past three races. But I think this little podium drought of Leclerc's will end at Zandvoort, as Leclerc has a pretty new power unit, and Zandvoort's twists and turns should suit the Ferrari car nicely. Not nicely enough to beat Max, in my opinion at least, but nicely enough for a P2 finish. That is, unless Ferrari has something to say about it, which they usually do. And bonafide prediction number three, Valtteri Bottas will finish in the top 10 at the Dutch Grand Prix. After scoring points in six of the season's first seven races, Alfa Romeo's Valtteri Bottas has now gone five straight races without scoring any points, including three DNFs. I think his pointsless streak ends at Zandvoort, as he was on the podium there last year in a rocket ship, but still, and hopefully he should have a reliable car for the race after taking a gearbox penalty in Belgium. Those were J-Bone's bona fide race predictions, and now I want to hear your bona fide race predictions. Let me see them in the YouTube comment section of this episode. Finally here today, I'm going to now give my bona fide pre-race weekend predictions for the top five finishers in Sunday's Dutch Grand Prix with zero reasoning or explanation. P1, Max Verstappen. P2, Charles Leclerc. P3, George Russell. P4, Carlos Sainz. And P5, Checo Perez. That's it for today's episode of the Formula Bone F1 show. If you enjoyed the show and want to help me out, I'd really appreciate it if you could toss me a comment, like, subscription, rating, review, or any other form of engagement on whatever platform you're on right now so that said platform and its algorithm like J-Bone more. I respond to a lot of YouTube comments, so leave one. I might respond to you. And speaking of YouTube, join that Nodi gang. Nodi gang, stand up. Be represented. For Formula One updates between now and my Dutch Grand Prix recap podcast, you can join over 600 members of the Bone Brigade in the Formula Bone Discord server via the invite link that I've placed in the description of this episode. You can also follow me on all social media at Formula Bone and at my real name, Jared Borislow. That's at J-A-R-E-D-B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W. Until next time, folks, J-Bone!